0: is Open Podcast. I am Judith Radnaitod and sitting here with my guests, Jana and Alina. Could you please introduce yourselves? I'm Jana, uh, Jana
1: Tikalova. Uh, I have set up NGO uh, called OPIM some 19 years ago. And even before that, the diversity and inclusion, human rights was the topic that uh, I was really into. It. Uh, I started to work for the Council of Europe Actually, I started in Budapest. Really interested into developing more diverse and inclusive society, and more respectful society.
2: My name is Alena. The surname is Líška Kralíková because my husband is slovak but as you can hear it sounds a bit hungarian so well there might be some roots as well uh, as to my background i'm uh, i'm now working uh, at cooperative insurance company which is um, uh, one of the largest uh, insurance companies in the czech republic and i am responsible there for uh, two areas and it's corporate social responsibility and diversity uh, so I'm, I am the contact person uh, between uh, my department, CSR department, and HR. Uh, in the past, uh, I worked also in CSR, but also in diversity, in gender issues especially. Um, I have worked in media, in NGOs, in, uh, in, the pub, uh, in the private companies. So it's been quite a quite a, um, vast var- variety of uh, experience. And I believe that this is a reason why Jana actually invited me to join you today.
0: Thank you so much for the introduction. What happened in the field of diversity and inclusion in the Czech Republic in the past few years? So,
1: what happened from the positive uh, side? As I have said, uh, I have been devoted to the topic over the last 20 years. And um, I must say that in in, uh, my country, in the Czech Republic for OPIM, the beginnings were really difficult, really hard, because it was kind of um, almost like untouched topic, and uh, we were kind of um, alone in the in the battle uh, to fight for the rights and uh, to really bring the diversity as uh, as a uh, as an issue to talk about. But um, Later more CSR activities and initiatives started to, to rise and um, I guess uh, um, when we properly but really really properly started to talk about diversity inclusion uh, in, uh, in the corporate world in in private sector it was maybe some seven or eight years ago. Um, and um, there started to be more discussions about it inside the companies at the conferences at panel discussions but um, it's still still not enough uh, and uh, also uh, i find that there are a lot of discussions about the gender diversity but not generally about diversity as such and touching also other other group uh, a lot of the global companies um, started to bring this topic that should be localized and um, here it comes maybe the little bit of the negative side the topic was given to mainly the HR departments so it is viewed as it is a project of HR but um, I disagree it should be the topic of the whole business then uh, another uh, negative side uh, is that uh, there is lack of expertise and uh, and lack of, lack of experience, but also lack of time of those who, who should be um, really bringing this uh, this topic uh, into light uh, in the companies. We don't really have uh, many positions really devoted to the diversity and inclusion. It is starting now, but back few years back, um, it was always somebody uh, having that like by 10, 10, 20% already in the agenda, HR agenda that they have been doing. In Czech Republic, there's very low unemployment uh, uh, and quite high fluctuation. And I believe this was maybe the trigger for uh, uh, many companies that started to think, okay, what we can do in order to retain the employees, in order to uh, keep them to be loyal to, um, so this kind of employer branding inside out, that the internal employees uh, can really influence the brand too. So, so, they, so the company started to look more into okay what, what are the needs of our employees and uh, what is the, the employee um, experience uh, uh, in our company. So I think this also uh, changed and due to this very low unemployment
2: I, would, I def- definitely agree with what Jana said and I might add uh, just one thing to the past and that's uh, the fact that uh, within diversity there is a big issue in the Czech Republic uh, uh, related to employing people with uh, different disabilities. And that's something that uh, a law actually uh, forces, so to speak, companies to employ those companies that, are, that have more than 25 employees. To employ at least four percent of people with uh, dif- whatever, whichever handicap. The, the definition is really vast, so it's 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 really um, something that is very difficult, often for companies to actually grasp what is handicap, uh, what kind of handicap is to be already uh, you know counted in those four uh, percent, and uh, that's the fact that actually in a, in certain way uh, made it easier for companies to understand how difficult the situation of people with handicap uh, in the free labor market is. And just like Jana said, I think uh, what, is, what has happened over the past few years, uh, the discussion was uh, open uh, in various areas and what I really liked was that uh, has been the fact that lots of companies uh, recently uh, tend to think of their employees in relation to the uh, to the period of life they are they find themselves in so they think of uh, young people entering the job market entering the company uh, and their uh, expectations from the uh, from the first second employment then they think about people who are thinking about parenthood who become parents they of course uh, also try to be thinking of single parents which is a big issue in this in this country and uh, and what i really like myself because this generation has been uh, growing very fast and very large is the sandwich generation people who have children and do have to take care of them and at the same time having uh, already elderly parents and in need of especially now in the covid times in need of taking care of them as well and then of course people over 50 over 60 in the companies because each of them have different expectations there are women there are men Again, uh, there is the, uh, the, gender, the gender difference. And uh, that's, that's what I think that uh, is, uh, is really positive about the Czech, uh, Czech environment, uh, that the discussion has been started and that it continues also over this, this COVID period.
0: Thank you. And uh, do you see examples of companies acting together for social change for for a more open and, and inclusive
2: society? I think I will take uh, first uh, the, the word, Jana, if I, if I may. Uh, I used to work in the in the in like near past in, a, in an organization that was the coordinating um, NGO for uh, the diversity charter, which is a European uh, initiative uh, that has been already signed in the Czech Republic by about, I think, uh, 70, 70, 80 or, uh, companies. And they try to be acting together. They try to organize events, be uh, meeting on, on different issues. Uh, one of those that I really liked, and I think it's important, is that the gender diversity is being raised as an issue by men, by male top managers who perceive that it's not just about um, women in the, as employees, but also about women uh, in the top management uh about uh, about women in the really top decision making positions and um on the other hand again we he, we have this uh discussion with uh, my friends from ngos and also from companies that uh, uh as long as the the issue is um uh, only the gender issues are only uh, discussed by women, it's not perceived as important. As soon as it's raised and it is uh, somehow tackled by men, especially by male uh, top managers, it becomes perceived as important and as something that is really urgent uh, to, to, to underline. So, uh, so yes, there is, a, there, is a, there is a platform where companies of various sizes, Uh, do meet and uh, do share their experience with diversity from various perspectives not just gender uh, but also um, uh, other other ones
1: well definitely what i have i was actually very surprised i remember i was organizing first events for companies uh, around diversity and inclusion and i was so much surprised nicely uh, how much the companies are willing to share their best practices. And um, that was for me really the sign, okay, this is the topic uh, that, um, you know, this kind of um, awareness that we all together need to join the forces to have more muscles and to to do, uh, to bring more change uh, change in our society.
0: Definitely. Thank you. And yeah, um Has COVID-19 changed the diversity and inclusion strategies of the companies? Has uh, this pandemic situation changed the landscape, the DNI landscape in the Czech Republic?
2: I think that uh, those companies that are uh, really uh, in the direction of sustainability, of of sustaining their business, uh, understood that diversity and inclusion are really important issues because. uh, we have uh, the uh, the labor market very much divided. So there are professions, especially, for example, in the hospitals, social care area, where 90% of women, uh, of employees are women. And suddenly in the COVID uh, period, first wave, now second wave, they are uh, forced to decide whether they stay at work, uh, become ill, it may happen, uh, and it is more and more uh, possible in these days in the Czech Republic, uh, or uh, stay at home with kids because kids are because uh, schools are closed except for uh, for creches and uh, kindergartens, and uh, and actually be taking uh, uh, the money that the that the state is uh, giving parents who uh, are taking care of their children up till ten years of age, and uh, so. The employers uh, find themselves in a very very difficult situation because lots of women actually opt for the second uh, second uh, option, staying at home with children because they need to be taken care of. They need to be uh, they need to study with uh, with their parents uh, to to attend school online at least, and uh, and suddenly the employers realize that they have a lack of uh, labor force, and that's uh, that's a very very uh, necessary group of people and uh, so i think that's that at least this group of employees understood and uh, those who like my company for example uh, have uh, the the possibility for parents to stay at home home offices work from home they also realized that uh, as the as their employees uh, form uh, more than for example 50% of uh, of uh, the whole employer employee group uh they just can't deal uh, can't be uh, effective without them, so uh the concept of diversity uh from my perspective has been uh understood as a, a much more and more important and uh of much bigger importance than in the past because if we don't respect it and don't reflect it in the labor force uh it then ends like it ends now that we have lack of uh, nurses lack of um, people in the social care. Uh, there needs to be people like uh volunteers coming from other uh, other areas uh who don't who can't go to work at the moment like actors like uh you know people from from the culture sphere uh and they they are kicking in and helping as much as they can but uh it's not something that's as i said that's not sustainable
1: that there are companies who truly who did truly embrace diversity inclusion, that it is with or without COVID. Uh, but of course, uh, it kind of maybe slowed down the activities and slowed down the, the initiatives within the, the, the d strategies. Maybe, but me personally, what I have been a bit worried is uh, that COVID is kind of Invisibly separating the people, even the separation amongst friends, to those who have a big fear, anxiety, to those who are more relaxed, to those who who are just simply confused, and I I feel that in the long term this will have a big mental impact uh, on us, how we feel about ourselves, but also among the others and uh, in terms of inclusion that. Um, I think that in the inclusion effort we have been trying so far uh, the covid will have an impact on it too it will actually um, exclude more some of the people and some of the people exclude themselves
0: yes that is an important issue and actually it is tightly connected to my next question what are the biggest dni challenges in the czech republic now
1: it is covid i think this is the biggest challenge of all for all of us um for some companies it has been enormous twist in their business uh even closing down uh it has slowed down the educational programs uh, for instance in open we have lined up a lot of workshops but uh, we have to stop them or adapting them to the online um, versions and Still, there are a lot of companies that are adapting to the online work. Social distancing is one of a very big topic and very big challenge. Um, and uh, we have named single mothers, I would add older people. We have also talked about people with disabilities. Uh, and this, is, these are the most vulnerable groups. Um, and uh, COVID has an enormous impact on, on them, not just financially, but also mentally. and um, So these, these are the challenges we have and uh, we are learning how to fight the challenges.
2: Yes, and how to live with, live with them and uh, hope that uh, they will not be uh, even more divisive than they are already. Because that's what Iana said, and I absolutely agree, is that the division is much and much larger than it used to be before COVID. We have had groups of people who are against something, for something, um, and these groups are, uh, you know, finding uh, more and more negative words for the other ones. And uh, so it's it's quite difficult. It's difficult with the face masks we have. uh, You know, we've had um, demonstrations in in, in Prague against wearing face masks which is quite strange. But as to, as to uh, diversity and inclusion, uh, I, I think that's uh, what, what Jana said. I absolutely signed that. And I would also add one thing, uh, which is in a way it's positive, because what uh, the moving into uh, home offices, into studying from home uh, and the social distancing has brought in has been the psychology and psychic health. Uh, because it's been quite difficult for some, for some people to be uh, living home uh, alone to be staying home without any social contact. And uh, uh, it's been very often the issue that uh, nobody wanted to bring up, that they have some psycholo- that they need some psychological help. And um, The good thing is that uh, the, uh, this period of time has uh, actually brought it on the table. Uh, and the same thing. Uh, I think the second wave has been uh, even more open about it, uh, and that's uh, and I think it's also related to diversity and inclusion. That's been um, uh, violence uh, uh, in the at home because uh, this issue has uh, again been named in the in the first wave, and uh, lots of people actually address it uh, these days. That it may appear uh, much stronger. Uh, When people are staying at home, closed in their small flats, very often uh, with their whole family, and uh, related to psychological issues that they that they may be facing, and uh, I think that's that's important to to perceive it as a challenge and to address it, to uh, to see that they're helping organisations and to promote them, and to to see that uh, people who find themselves in difficulties do find some some help.
0: Yes, you are right. It is very important to address these challenges. And uh, to finish our talk with something positive, what do you expect in the future?
1: Okay, I I have hope and I have some expectations. So what I hope is uh, in bright future with no more lockdowns. Uh, And... uh, I also hope that we are not gonna lose uh, this what we have uh, what we have showed how solidar and how empathetic we can be so i hope we are not gonna lose it uh in the future in what i expect uh well our efforts and and our work in open uh i expect that it will have a significant impact on uh, having an inclusive and respectful an equitable society. Um, we established uh, during the first wave of COVID a so new platform, diversity talent pool that is helping diverse people on a job market. Uh, and so I expect this will be useful uh, for many people and for companies. And um, I also expect that the companies Uh, in Czech Republic who are devoted to diversity inclusion that will truly keep their diversity and inclusion initiatives as part of their company
2: DNA? I will sign that. Uh, I'm I'm, uh, 100% uh, signing what Jana has said. Uh, I also believe that the diversity and inclusion strategies that have been adopted and um, perceived as really effective by companies over the COVID period uh, will remain, that they won't be replaced by any cuts, because that's what we can expect, that there will be cuts in, in employment, in the employment market. Uh, but let's hope that it won't have the impact on diversity and inclusion. Uh, I hope that the digital world, that living online uh, will actually uh, be promoted or be be uh, have the positive impact as well. Um, because I think in a in certain way, it really makes life easier uh, for, for anyone. And so let's hope that uh, we have learned to be digital as much as possible, to then uh, face whatever life life brings us uh, in the future uh, with with smile on our faces, because those smiles under the face mask are cannot be seen. Uh, so I do believe that... Uh, uh, the future is bright, and that uh, we will be again uh, able to travel, to meet friends, to actually uh, you know shorten the distances in social distancing, and that uh, uh, what the positive uh, uh, aspects of diversity will will be respected, and uh, that uh, the labour market won't be any anymore that much divided as it has been in the Czech Republic because it has really proven non infective. And uh, we are now uh, facing facing its uh, uh, its negatives negative sides. Uh, but I'm positive. I'm absolutely positive that uh, uh, the future is really uh, how we you know define it, what we do, and uh, we are already, as far as I can say, from my colleagues, from my friends, we are already to to do that.
0: Nice closing words. Thank you so much, Alina, and thank you so much, Yana, for the discussion today.